As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied, tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord needs it, and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven! Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything. But since it was late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. I don't know about you, but I can literally experience the anticipation in the air. Can you, as you anticipate Easter, as you anticipate the celebration? And yet, we are not there yet. This day, this Palm Sunday marks the beginning of the last week of Jesus' presence here on earth as a human being. This holy week is the final week of the Lenten season, a Lenten season when you and I and others who are watching said on Ash Wednesday, it is our hope that we will not be the same people on Easter as we were on Ash Wednesday. This Lenten season that has been a time of denial and discovery and redirection. Denial, setting aside time, denying ourselves of food, denying ourselves of watching a lot of television or playing with our electronic toys in order to spend more time with God, in order to listen, in order to hear. A time of discovery. I don't know about you, but I've discovered quite a bit of things about myself that Jesus Christ is not pleased with. Attitudes, behaviors, habits that do not reflect the one whose allegiance I say I have claimed. It's this Lenten season that has been a time also of redirection, allowing the Holy Spirit to take the word of God and continue to show us the kind of lives that God really does want God's people to live, lives of freedom, not just as individuals, but also as the body of Jesus Christ this week. It's a week that marks the last week of the Lenten season. What will God reveal to you? What will God reveal to me in this final week? Loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart please you. 
You truly are our source of strength and you are our redeemer, amen. Yes, as Minister Becky mentioned, this Sunday we are celebrating Palm Sunday. Just wave your palms. Just wave them. Give your arms an exercise. Oops. Okay, that's enough waving. Continue waving the palms mentally. Jesus Christ and his uh, disciples are en route to, to Jerusalem. And as uh, Minister uh, Becky so eloquently uh, described, uh, you can see the people gathering, can't you? Can, can you see them rushing with their palm leaves, placing them on the ground? It's only John, the, the, the gospel according to St. John, who, who acknowledges what the branches really are. He says they're palm leaves. And they see this Jesus coming in on a, on a cult, and, and right away they're able to make some connections. Without Jesus saying a word, they're able to see, ah, this is the fulfillment of Zechariah's prophecy that the king will come riding in on a colt. Uh, what you need to remember is that when kings went to war, they, wore, they rode in on horses. But when they came in peace, they rode in on colts. And so they see this Jesus riding in on a colt, and they acknowledge him as the Messiah, as the king, and they, they, they see the colt, but I don't think they really made the connection. You see, because they were looking for a king who would overcome and overthrow the Roman and religious oppressors. They were looking for a king who would deliver them. That's why, as they were saying, Hosanna, which means praises to the king, it also means save us. But they missed the fact that Jesus was riding on a colt, a donkey, which was a sign of humility, which was a sign of peace. And he rides in triumphantly, makes this statement to all who would take note, I am the king. Now, you do know that in the Old Testament, when it was difficult for people to understand the prophets or when they chose not to listen to the prophets, the prophets would act out the message. In 2 Kings, when Jeroboam became the king, when he was going to take 10 of the tribes from King Solomon, it was the prophet who had on a new garment, who tore the garment into 12 pieces. And he found Jeroboam and he gave him 10 of the pieces and said, you will be over 10 of the tribes. When people had a difficult time hearing the voices God would send messages, nonverbal messages, and today we see a nonverbal message that the King of Kings, the Messiah, has arrived in Jerusalem, and he really does come, not as a warring conqueror, but he comes bringing peace. Yes, Jesus is very focused. He hears the crowds. He hears the celebration, 
but he's focused because he recognizes that he is moving towards the fulfillment of his earthly destiny. He recognizes that he's entering Jerusalem to die. And so he doesn't get caught up in this celebration because he recognizes that he must carry out the will of his father and not be distracted nor be deterred from it. The scriptures tell us that he enters into Jerusalem and, and he goes into the temple and he makes an assessment of what's taking place within the temple. And then it says, he, lives, he leaves the temple and he goes to that quiet place where he will commune with God. Listen to this last verse, verse 11 of the gospel lesson. If I only told you how my screen was jumping, would you believe me? You would. You would. Can you bring up verse 11, please, on the screen? Thank you. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the 12. And what you need to know is that he went out to that quiet place to engage with the God whose plan he was fulfilling. So the question for you and me is, so Pastor Michelle and Evangel Heights Congregation, what's the importance of, of this gospel lesson in our lives? Well, the first thing that I want you to take home with you today is because Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords, you and I are free to be who God is calling us to be. Jesus was very clear about fulfilling God's plan and purpose for his life. And God is calling you and calling me to also fulfill that purpose and plan. This is why this Lenten season has been so important. It has helped you, it has helped me to identify those attitudes, those behaviors, those words, those actions that are not pleasing to God. And through the power of God's word and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are able to break free of those attitudes. We're able to break free of those behaviors, we're able to break free of those actions that would keep us from fulfilling our God-given purposes. Hallelujah. That's the first thing. The second thing that this gospel lesson reminds us of is not only are we free as individuals, but we're also free as a body of Christ, a community of faith. We are not concerned about what other churches or denominations are doing or not doing. No, as the body of Jesus Christ, we are free to be the change agent of God in this society, in this community, in this state, in this nation, that God is calling us to be a change agent that will usher in the reign and realm of God here on earth. 
Glory be to God. There are people, there are groups of people who are wondering, is there anyone who really does believe that this God that has been revealed in the Bible really is a prayer-answering God? Does anyone really believe, is there a church who believes that this God is a God who is able to do the impossible? People are wondering, groups are wondering, is there anyone who believes that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than anyone, any group can ask or imagine. There are people who are wondering, is there a God who is able to stand up against the powers and principalities that are wreaking havoc in our communities and in our nation? I've come here today to say, yes, there is a congregation, and its name is Evangel Heights United Methodist Church. We are committed to being the change agent who God is calling us to be. We haven't arrived yet, but oh, beloved, we're on our way. We're laying aside any foolishness. We're laying aside any distractions. We're laying aside any scarcity of mindset regarding who God is and what God will do. Oh, beloved, as the Evangel Heights United Methodist Church, we're excited to be able to say, God, here we are. Use us to your glory and to your honor. If you believe that, raise your palm. Yes, yes, Jesus entering. And to Jerusalem was a sign that the king of kings has arrived. Jesus entering into Jerusalem was a sign to you and to me that the lives that we live, if they are not fulfilling lives, if they're lives of scarcity of thought, scarcity of possessions, any scarcity of relationships, because Jesus Christ is king of kings, we can lay aside the mindset of scarcity wherever it's found and trust Jesus Christ through his spirit and the word of God to help us to be the people of generosity, generous in our love, generous in our relationships, Generous in our accepting those who do not look like us, sound like us, think like us, or act like us. Oh, the king of kings <laughs> has arrived. And because he has, you and I have the victory individually and corporately over any area of our lives that would try to cause us to think that we're less than. Yes. I see the king riding in on a colt. Sign of peace. He doesn't have a sword, except for the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Riding in, offering peace, and a new way of life to people who are tired of the lives, the, the mundane, ordinary, unfulfilled lives that they are living. I see the king walking up and down these aisles, offering you and you and you and you and me 
more of the abundant life that he's come to give to us. Oh, King Jesus, King Jesus, we accept you and your gift. Amen.